I'm getting hyped right now. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. This is like mental preparation for the show. Is this like a good part in the song? It feels like it. <laughs> it's really, it's, it's dragging on here. We're going to see this guy, Corey Wong, in February. Who's Joe seen before, but I've never seen him. Yes, Ed. What a drop. Oh. Just a soft piano drop. This, this song's pretty all piano, mostly piano, and it is pretty legit. All right. If you want to come to Corey Wong, February 24th, LA, the will turn. It's going to be a good show. I've hyped him up, and I think he'll live up to the hype. I hope he'll live up to the yeah, hype. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. He's. I've been following his... He just started the tour, and... You can't hate his lyrics, right? Yeah, you can't. There's not really <laughs> There's lyrics. very little lyrics. <laughs> um, you just got to feel the energy. You have to... That's why I think knowing some of his... When I went to his first show, I hadn't listened to his music in a while mm-hmm. and so i was a little like I, I left and i was like i could have appreciated some of those songs a little bit more sure but the song the show was so good so good every piece of it very intentional very organized very it, the best part and i saw he did this on the first couple shows sorry I'll, <laughs> after this, I'll stop because you're gonna love this at the show okay is i i think he did it between the set and the encore where they come out with a table and a backdrop. Yeah, you told and they me do, this. Yeah, they do the the post game like. How do we do? How do we do review? It's the press conference. The press conference. Yeah, and I think that's hilarious. I think he. Ha- I think they're doing it on this tour, so that'll be cool. That's what we need to do. We start doing a press conference. After <laughs> yeah, recording. <laughs> it's basically the same thing. <laughs> How do so, we? Just so, a reflection, real time reflection. This is like that'd be like Inception. This is like reflection of reflection. Reflection. <laughs> yeah, we, how deep could we go on reflecting? Well, welcome to the Joe Botton Laser Show, Hello. working title. Work- Emphasizing the working title because if you have any ideas, let us know. We have a little bit of writer's block. Yeah, we're brainstorming a new name for the, the whole thing. Something more simple. Yeah. That's a lot to say. Yeah, it's a mouthful. But we didn't really know what our vibe was going to be yeah we had to we had to start somewhere we'll re we'll rebrand and it'll be great yeah so today we're going to talk about energy management and it's basically what it sounds like uh but it it became a topic of conversation between us on the drive home joe if you didn't hear the last episode joe helped me drive back from michigan to california after uh christmas and we were talking about health and wellness in general i think what prompted it is joe went to the doctor and was trying to get like a general wellness check and didn't feel like uh i guess satisfied from that experience as much and i got the impression that you're like craving data about yourself and how you can optimize your health because you know you have some family that have had a history of like heart conditions and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and you know, as you get older, you want to think about that more and make sure you're pr- doing what you can to prevent those kind of things from happening. Maybe it's a genetic thing that uh, you can do things or there are things within your control to kind of mitigate that from becoming a problem. So, yeah, we were talking about that. And then it's something I love to talk about just because of my physical therapy background. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I just ended up talking about it with so many people mm-hmm. because it, often is the root of disarray in people's lives and eventually injury potentially. Yeah. So 
I felt like I always had to be a detective in terms of, uh, okay, what's life been like? How have you been managing your energy? And mm. are you in a chronic deficit that could be leading up to, if it's not an injury, maybe it's just like an unhealthy balance in life that's your quality of life is suffering. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's it it's so fascinating how, like, I haven't been very aware of this type of gauge on myself and you could probably call it a million different things, but we're just calling it energy management for now. Yeah. And so many times, you know, you, I, I think about my hockey career and sometimes you're just like in a funk, you know, and you're just got trying to like, you got to snap out of it or, uh, you're just like not playing as well as you have been like playing. We played, you know, for a couple hours every day. Yeah, for a long, t- a good period of our lives, and um, I was in with the thought of energy management. I was reflecting on hockey stuff and thinking about how that would happen. It would just, you would play bad, and you wouldn't get to play, and you have to work your way up back up into the lineup. And if I had the skill at that time to be able to yeah. run through a checklist and oh, say yeah. what's out of whack right now rather than my the way that i solved that problem was just by pushing through yeah you know and if if i could have had this skill then i'm curious if i i think i would have been a much better hockey player yeah probably better in all facets of your life because i think you can't just think about one silo of mm-hmm. your life like you can't just think about hockey you'd have to think about uh, what you're doing outside of it because it all affects each other yeah yeah i I, th- I agree with you it's like how do you learn something like this at a young age when it's not really taught mm-hmm. you know hopefully your your parent your parents would teach you but they probably didn't get taught either mm-hmm. I, it just seems like one of those things that isn't taught very well no i think it's very much in the mental health conversation that's yeah pretty <clears throat> it's like becoming okay to be a real thing now yeah not that it wasn't a real thing before but it people are taking it more seriously yeah and i i think people in the health and wellness space for a long time have been so focused on performance mm. and they forget that recovery is part of performance mm-hmm. and it also f- that like more is better mindset feeds into this a little bit too. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like there's like a, a shift in the thought process and how we think about how we manage our energy on a regular basis. And I mean, things like, uh, you know, you ended up getting a whoop strap, which mm-hmm. we'll probably talk about. Yeah. But that's basically an energy management device mm-hmm. in some sense. Yeah. It's, it's giving you data and then you're using that data to apply changes to your life or yeah alterations or whatever yeah i mean i've so when we were driving and i was telling you about my family and just me trying to figure out just get a little more control of like of what my health looks like not that it's been bad but just more so i just don't want to go down the road that my family has gone down with health because a lot of it has been pretty preventable um and i think you with age you become more intentional about the things that you do. At yeah. least you, like I've seen you specifically become a very, not that you were not an intentional person, but mm-hmm. 
you think things through and you think, hey, how can I get better at something? Yeah, for sure. And then you end up applying yourself to it or, uh, yeah, I, I feel like you get methodical about things Yeah, in a good way. Yeah, thanks. Um, but yeah, your recommendation after I felt, like I went to the doctor and did a physical and got checked out. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on my way. I'm doing the right stuff. And I just, I didn't get the feels from the doctor in in a sense of yeah he just said yeah you look good and nothing like i was like well i've got you know my family's got a history of cancer and 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 heart problems and i i don't want to go down that road if i don't have to and yeah and so you were like well maybe it's not the doctor's job and i was like that's fair i I, maybe i expected too much from him and i need to find an outside source and then that was when you recommended whoop so I started trying it because I, when it first came out, I was not, not trying to make this a pitch about whoop yeah, at all, yeah. but I, I wasn't really interested when it first started and I was like, why not? I'll give it a shot. So I've been doing it for three weeks and I've been like pleasantly surprised and it honestly has already helped me feel okay about, before I felt anxious about recovering, mm. like I felt like I had to be in the gym every day oh, or yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of thing, or at least four times a week. Yeah. And now... I see the data and that's so cool. I'm like, I'm okay to rest because it's part of my health. Dude, it's nuts. That makes me so stoked (laughs) to say that actually. And um, something else that's been wild has been I could have, like, because Whoop measures your strain. Yeah. And I could have the same amount of strain in a day that I went to, say, I went to CrossFit one day and say the next day is. I have a, a big day in the kitchen. Like I maybe I cook dinner for somebody. <laughs> big, yeah, well, yeah. like uh, you have pizza party or pizza something. Pizza party. Yeah. Maybe I walked the dog earlier, like yeah. walked a mile and then um, come back and I have, or just a lot of prep in the kitchen, a lot of moving around, making doing making stuff happen. Yeah. The, the strain for that whole day is really close, if not the same as a day where I'm sitting at my desk most of the day and I go to the gym. Yeah. And maybe I walk a little bit or do some cooking, um, which that blew my mind. I was like, whoa. Yeah. It's so interesting. Yeah. When you, th- when you get that data back. Yeah. That's to, so cool. To feel like a day where I didn't go to the gym can be productive is so freeing. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's easy to get hung up on exercises being like exercise and nutrition aren't the only aspects of your health. Yeah. Um, not that you thought that, but uh, yeah, it's interesting when you can look at the full picture. Totally. Um, so what, yeah, what, um, was there something that, how did you start becoming aware of like this type of thing? And then yeah. what, what exactly is it? So I became aware or this thought process behind energy management became uh more prevalent in my life as a physical therapist mm-hmm. just because I would see people that would have injuries and they would be seemingly uh, absent from a mechanism of injury. So like there wasn't a clear and obvious incident that happened that caused the injury. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, why, why are they getting injured? Like what's going on? And it was like so many of people were having these types of injuries uh, that they often get labeled as like uh, overuse injuries. Mm. And I was like, what is going on? And 
it just so happened at the time that I read this book called The Body Keeps the Score. Yeah. Which is a really good book. Uh, a doctor wrote it and he's talking about his work and uh, can't remember if he's a psychiatrist or psych psychologist. I can't remember, but um, works in mental health and he was working with uh, veterans that had PTSD and he would talk about how that stress on their life would contribute to actual like physical aches and pains and, mm. and injuries and stuff like that. And yeah. it was really interesting. Um, and then I think too, I can look back at my own life and see a lot of periods of time where energy management would have been so beneficial. Like you were talking about like times where I'm like, wow, I was so out of whack mm -hmm. in terms of how I was spending my energy and no wonder it resulted in this or that. Yeah. Uh, so the first thing I wanted to talk about, and then I'm going to tell a story, mm -hmm. uh, like why I care about energy management or why is it important? Yeah. Um, or what do you, what do you think it is? Could you describe it or define it? Yeah. It, I think it's like in simple terms, it's like kind of a math equation. Mm -hmm. So like the energy that you spend during a day combined with the amount of recovery that you get mm -hmm. is kind of the energy that you're going to have for the next day. Mm. So I don't know. I, I think of like energy spent as like uh, a debit, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then the recovery almost like a credit. Okay. And then like, if you're if that ratio becomes so out of balance mm -hmm. where the recovery isn't matching the energy that you spend or or close to that because you're never going to get perfect then you're setting yourself up for problems yeah and i just think that those problems can be so different and can vary so wildly it's hard to say it's like one thing or the other yeah um it feels like I, I mean, this could be a stretch, but could you potentially trace back any sort of like internal problems, anything that doesn't happen to you by someone else or something else, anything that happens within you, could you trace it back to potentially a poor energy management? Yeah. And I, and I think it's weird because it's kind of, it kind of, uh, that story about the frog jumps out of boiling water if you set him in boiling water, but if you boil it with him in the water and the water starts at like room temp, mm -hmm. then they end up dying and they don't jump out or whatever. Mm. It, it's kind of that insidious, slow mm. and uh, almost subconscious yeah. problem that can, that can develop yep. where maybe your, uh, not your ratio is not one to one. Well, I don't, and, and like, it's only off by a couple points here or there. Mm -hmm. Well, if you extrapolate that out over a long enough period of time, that could grow on each other almost. And yeah. then you end up with whatever problems you're dealing with. Maybe it's an injury. Maybe it's an internal uh, disorder or disease or uh, illness or what whatnot. Yeah. Or maybe it's just like a poor relationship is a result of it. Totally. Like there's so many areas that this can affect. Yeah. And then it depends on really who you are and how you how you act in stress and how you act in like, or how you act in health and how you act in unhealth. And it could, if you're 
ratio is way off and you're way you've you've spent more energy than you have or you know if it's way off balance then you you could you likely i mean we're not I'm not a professional, but I'm just guessing here. What? You, but you likely would probably lean towards your unhealthy side. So yeah. that's going to create problems. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I feel like it's all pointing towards a desire for a quality of life. Mm. And we have only a certain amount of energy in a day, a, a, you know, a week, a month, a year. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to optimize for our quality of life. So naturally we're going to have to think about managing our energy Mm. and we don't have, we're also constrained by time too. Mm -hmm. So we're constrained by energy and time. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that just means that we have to be responsible whether you like it or not. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Or, or your quality of life is just going to tank in some way. Yeah. It's interesting that, well, I, I just, I can't help but think about Instagram and how people portray their life on Instagram. And you get this, you get a feeling that so-and-so has a great life and, oh, I want to have a great quality of life like they have or, yeah. or whatever. And some people, it some, it, let's just forget about the, like, let's imagine everyone is super genuine on Instagram. Like you see it all or whatever, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Uh but if if someone has a really high quality of life it doesn't it likely just doesn't just happen to them i would say a majority of the time is like the it's a lot of work yeah like we were talking about earlier it's, you have to be intentional yeah i think you do you have to think through things and reflect and plan and if you are in a relationship which everybody is i'm not talking about just like your significant other but if you have friends and family mm-hmm you have to create understandings with everybody and oftentimes Mm. plan things with them. Yeah. um, And be understanding of each other. Mm. You know, even us talking about, uh, okay, we want to do this podcast. How often do we want to do it? Mm -hmm. How long do we want to do it? We're already kind of subconsciously thinking about like, how much can I add into my life and manage and, and still maintain quality of life? Yeah. Yeah. We basically, we pretty much gave up roller hockey to do the podcast. Yeah. Cause we would have, cause Tuesday and well, we've been recording a lot of Tuesdays and Tuesday nights are when hockey yeah. goes or if we have space for one night a week for ourselves. Yeah. And we took right now we took podcasting. Yeah. And, and life changes sometimes are out of your control mm-hmm. you know like we mads and i chose to have a child mm-hmm. you know in some ways we chose it we chose to try at yeah least. yeah and uh we knew what that might do to our weekly schedules mm-hmm. um and so then you're like okay how do i adapt and change and you know make sure that I have energy for everything I want to show up for and program in recovery yeah. as well. Yeah. So, okay. And I know you're about to be in the same boat, so it's yeah. going to be really interesting. And I'm really excited to see what the whoop says. Yeah. Cause I, I wore a whoop for a year, mm-hmm. but not when I had kids ever or had both. So I don't have any of that data. It's going to be wild. Yeah. So the story 
I like to tell, or this is what I would often tell people when I was uh, doing an evaluation for like an injury as a, as a PT. Mm-hmm. I got injured as a PT, uh, when was it? Three years ago, maybe, you know? And I had been walking downstairs and downstairs to get breakfast going or whatever. And I was carrying my laptop in my left hand. And as I was going downstairs, I just felt like my, from my neck to kind of like the bottom of my shoulder blade right along my spine. Mm -hmm. Imagine like there's a rope right there and someone just tightened it as much as you possibly could. Oh, And I was like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Enough to like take your breath away a little bit. Uh Uh-huh. So I immediately had to lay down. Was this during in PT school? No, this was working out here. It was here. Okay. Yeah, when I was working at Kiram. Okay. Kiram Sports Recovery. Should check him out. <laughs> um, and I I laid down on the ground and I was like, this is not good. This is not good. This hurts. Mm-hmm. And I've had a history of like neck pain in the past mm-hmm. randomly. Um, but it got worse and as the day went on like i had to go to work i started to get like a lot of like nerve pain uh in my left arm and i was like oh that's not good and i was like this kind of feels like it's weird being a physical therapist and getting an injury because you're like trying to diagnose yourself and like you're like doing tests on yourself and you're like trying to evaluate it and Mm -hmm. it it seemed very much nerve related and i imagine based on like the origin of my pain and how it like radiated down my arm and it down my back and being a tall guy and not always having great posture and, and all that kind of stuff like maybe i am susceptible to something like in my neck maybe it's disc is what i, I kept thinking and um maybe i like have a bulging disc that's pushing on the nerve and causing pain and causing my muscle to freak out too I mean, you see it a lot with people. So I was like, great. I think that's what it is. Uh, All week it sucked because I was trying to work and like get through it. And I I didn't take a day off. Mm. Uh, And then I got to the weekend and I was sitting there and I was just like, gosh, this sucks. I'm, what did I do? You know? And this was kind of prior to like my enlightenment on like the whole energy management thing. Yeah. Or or maybe right around that time. Yeah. Because I remember connecting some dots that weekend and being like, okay, I need to look at what's been going on mm-hmm. in the last couple months. And the big thing that I think triggered it potentially was me just being, uh, having recovered poorly for, Probably about three weeks is what I would say. Mm. And there's a couple things in life that had changed at that time. Uh, the other physical therapist, Pat, he had a child, a second child, mm. and I was covering for him. I wanted to cover for him. You know, I was like, yeah, let me do that for you. You know, you should spend some time with, uh, this was their second, so it was their son. And I was like, it's not that bad. I'll work a little bit longer each day and we'll be good. We're trying to grow the business too. And so definitely motivated in like a startup mentality. Mm. And, uh, 
And then what I didn't realize is that we were going to move clinics at the end of that two weeks on the weekend. So we actually moved our clinic from one location to this other standalone clinic. And I mm. basically lifted and packed all weekend mm. and, and moved. And, you know, for anybody who's moved, they'll real, you'll remember how tiring it is at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, and so then I, it was that, like, it was like early that week when that happened when I was walking down the stairs. And I was, the other thing I, I did as well is that I kept, I remember the surf was decent during those two weeks or whatever. Mm. And I would either surf in the morning or sometimes be able to surf after work, usually in the morning though, mm. because it was, I would get up really early. And uh, sometimes the surf is really good and you just, feel so called to go do that mm. despite what your body's telling you. Yeah. And so that resulted in pro I probably didn't feel back to normal until six months later, I would say, mm. or close to that. Mm -hmm. And then it became kind of a non thought, I would say like a year later mm. where I didn't have to think about it with any movement pattern. Yeah. At six months, there were still some things I was like, I just can't do that right now. But like the first three months especially were tough. That first week was like, this is hell. Mm. Um, but it was it was such a good experience in the sense that it taught me so much about the injury process I, and the kind of injuries I'd been working with people on. So I feel like it was a gift in that way. And it definitely, like it taught me a lot about, okay, I really do have to make sure that I'm saying yes and no at the same time. And what I mean is like, I said yes to Pat asking me to cover for him and I should have been mature enough to say no to a couple other things mm. that I knew would have put me in the red Yeah, and maybe put me in the red for too long. Mm. And so I look back at that and, and think about that as a reminder and it, it's helped a lot because I think uh, I, I feel like I do a better job and it's but I still can get out of whack mm -hmm. and sometimes you can't control it yeah and you kind of you're like oh I'm definitely been in the red for too long here and there are things that I had to do but I'm probably gonna pay for it yeah definitely yeah I think um, I uh, I think a lot of people could probably relate to that. I, I can for sure of just like not realizing that you're doing too much and yeah. then something starts, something in your body starts telling you like your, your, your back and your, your neck. Yeah. And you just keep going and yeah. you're like, why this just, I just have to deal with this now. Now I'm, you know, why do you think so it'll many, go away? It'll I think go that's away. That's what you tell yourself is like this moment of uncomfortable or uncomfortability mm -hmm. is just going to go away. Yeah. Or you start taking pain meds yeah. or something That's, yeah, and so. then it won't go away. Man, there's so many things uh, that we take that, okay, I'm going to come back to this point because I'm getting ahead of myself a okay. little bit. <laughs> but yes, Things to kind of numb what is mm -hmm. can be detrimental in big ways. Yeah, and, and I think it becomes detrimental because one of the most important things that you can do for yourself 
as it pertains to managing your energy on a regular basis mm-hmm. is being honest with yourself. Yeah. And and I think that requires you having to check in with yourself. And and I really do think your body is great at communicating what it needs if you are willing to listen. Mm. And I think, you know, you brought up pain meds. I think pain meds make it difficult. They It almost like uh, muddy muddles that signal mm-hmm. that your body's trying to tell you. Yeah. Yeah, it makes it hard to you're just relying on the the meds to fix your problems and you're not fixing your problems yourself. Yeah. And so there's a lot of ways to distract yourself mm-hmm. and make it uh difficult to to truly listen and be honest. Yeah. We um we've been watching that that documentary on Netflix about a case study on food and okay. It it basically it's a weird study and is it really legit? Who knows? It's on Netflix. So you mm-hmm. can, it's very Netflixy, you know? Yeah. But um, they're basically trying to compare a vegan diet versus a, a uh, animal protein diet. Okay. And see, and they took twins and had one twin eat a vegan diet and one oh, yeah. or plant-based and the other one do the, the animal diet. Yeah. It's interesting and it's really enlightening. It's like, it's like when we watch Food Inc. in college yeah. and it's like a revitalization of that, but more it's more like we we were talking about this in the past and it was we're like this is coming, this is happening and it's coming and now we're at a point where it's like it's here and it's happening whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. My point of the example, there was an example of I think, I don't know if he's the current mayor of New York, but they listed him as the mayor of New York. Okay. And he was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. And yeah. they just handed him, they said, this is your life now. Here's the meds that you need to start taking. And he said, no, I'm not going to live my life this way. And he researched and figure out how to, figured out how to reverse type 2 diabetes basically by his... I mean, it all starts with what we're talking about, your energy, yeah. like being real with yourself and being able to check in on different levels and he cleaned up i'm assuming he cleaned up his eating and his his output and got his levels in order i mean that's that's wild that he was able to do that i mean yeah the the amount of people that have type 2 diabetes that could not by them like change it by themselves without meds or anything would be insane yeah so i think that what you're describing is like the the fun it should be like the fundamental check-in for ourselves yeah it, it is it's just weird to think about how many ways we kind of implement to i guess take us away from listening to ourselves mm-hmm. I, I it's i guess being alive can be challenging you know, like just existing, we'll say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I say this as like someone who lives in the Western world. So already it's kind of a ridiculous statement, but. No, I think every human has a hard time existing no matter where you are. Yeah. But it, it, I guess it's weird to me that we don't think about how some of the things that we choose to do make it hard to uh, 
listen to that signal that mm-hmm. is your body talking to you. Yeah. I mean, think about, okay, uh, you take too much caffeine, you don't really get to understand when you're tired because it keeps giving you that energy, right? Yeah. Um, you're too wired, so now you got to take some kind of depressant mm-hmm. to go to sleep. You're like, okay, now I have to come down, and I'm like, I'm too up. Yeah. Um, so there's a whole slew of things for that, whether it's a sleep aid or it's alcohol or some other kind of depressant. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's weed. Um, And then there's like even like small, smaller, more insidious things like scrolling on your phone. Mm -hmm. You know, all of a sudden you're distracted from that. Um, You're outside of your body in a way. Mm -hmm. But it could could be even uh, something like I'm going to go... Hmm. I'm going to go for a walk because this relationship that I have at work is just like cooking me right Mm -hmm. now. And like, uh, I can't deal with that. Mm. And so then now you're off doing something else that kind of like allows you to get some space. And sometimes that's healthy, but yeah. Um, yeah. If you, I mean, if you like a walk can be, I would say, I would say if you are working on a relationship at work that's not going the right way and you like this happens to me all day like this I do all the time I get something done I have a task and then I go on Instagram and mm. I scroll yeah and, and then or I you know check whatever and then I get something done and I go back and forth and back and forth and I recognize it's not a good habit that I have it's mm-hmm. not good ma- energy management for myself but I'm it's addicting I'm addicted yeah and I'm working on trying to level that out but if you know if I got a task done and walked outside took a second took a deep breath thought about what I was doing yeah what's next come back in that would be a, a lot more helpful to me than it's it's so easy to go on Instagram and think that you're doing something productive, but sure. Like that's just the one example. There's so many. That's such a good one though, because I think a lot of people that either work at home or work at a computer or have some autonomy Mm -hmm. where they're, where they're not strictly hands-on doing something all the time can relate to a lot. And it's, it's a sneaky one too. It's, It's so tough not to do. Because maybe you feel like more in flow and and more rested at the end of the day, not having burned whatever whatever it is, whatever the cost is on the scrolling. Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine a lot of it's like dopamine related. Yeah. And maybe eyes. Like maybe you have to read and look at things a lot, and you have to think about your eye muscles. Yeah. I mean, I my dad is an, uh, a lawyer and he has to read a bunch. Mm. And I always think about that, you know, all, I also think about that too, because of like, uh, headaches, a lot of headaches can result from like eye fatigue, mm. like overly tired yeah. eye muscles. Yeah. Speak something that's funny that I've noticed on social media lately about headaches. Mm. Can, I, can I take it this way? Yeah. Um, is people have been joking about like 
like it's mostly making fun of girls who are like oh i don't feel good or like i'm feeling bad oh like i have a tummy ache yeah i have a tummy ache or something and yeah. then somebody else is like did you eat breakfast did you like walk outside did you drink water and a lot of times it is drinking water and it's it's interesting that you want to take a sip of water yeah (laughs) well i mean i grew up like you have a headache take some ibuprofen and Mm -hmm. um not that that Mm -hmm. was um yeah it, it just we didn't know any better until until now i feel like and now i'm like if i have a headache i go through this mental checklist to be like oh i haven't drinking much water um, let me chug some water. Yeah. Um, like I'll drink a full thirty-two ounce water thing, and then thirty minutes later, I'm like, "Oh, wow, I'm okay. Oh, feeling better." It's yeah. it's it's funny because it's been a joke on the internet, but I do think it's it, there's a lot of truth behind it. Sure. Um, I think I wrote down some questions that would be good to like as a check-in or as ways to kind of help with managing your energy. And I just want to read some of them off. Okay. Uh, And then there's kind of two different activities. I think that could be applications or like action steps that people could, could use. And I also want to hear uh, if you have any stories about kind of getting out of whack uh, or poorly managing energy and what that was like. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So here's some of the questions that I would like to ask myself. Uh, so how much energy do I have at the beginning, middle and end of the day? Mm. Maybe you're, those are like transition periods yeah. in the day. Yeah. Uh, what are things that I need to say no to or think about saying no to? Uh-huh. I almost think of it as like a list of like, okay, I have to decide on this list what I need to say no to because like, requests come in constantly right yeah um and then what types of activities give me physical rest and what types of activities give me mental rest Hmm. trying to categorize what is truly recovery for myself yeah and then i almost try to put a metric or like a it's not a dollar value, but an energy value on mm-hmm. activities. Uh-huh. I think we kind of naturally do this mentally. Yeah. Like, you know, if I say, hey, let's go walk five miles. You're like, what? Well, you know, like, that's a long walk. Okay. Like, we gotta, I got to put the right shoes on and this and that and the other. Yeah. So do that, but with more mundane things. Hmm. And you could put them in groups. Yeah. You know, maybe chores is a group or... uh Maybe running errands as a group. Yeah. You know, you don't have to put super minuscule things. Totally. Okay. um, And then maybe ask yourself, how consistent am I being in the actual management? Um, I mean, I think this is where for you, the whoop strap is going to come in huge. And, And it's way harder for other people. You almost have to like, journal mm-hmm. or yep. it, it's really hard to do it without writing it down in some capacity for sure or having some database of it yeah uh yeah the whoop it's so easy you just look i look at the app a couple times a day see what it's saying and see what i'm doing and it's so simple to yeah. get it to understand it yeah 
and then uh, I think also if you're like fired up about something like this, okay, I want to revamp things. Mm. I think you also have to show yourself some grace and understand that like forming new habits is probably one of the hardest things human beings can do. Yeah. It is seriously difficult to create a new habit that becomes a consistent part of your life. Yeah. Let's just say for like even a year's time. Yeah. And so I, I think it's easy to get overwhelmed with excitement about like, dude, I'm changing all this, like da, 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 da. all this is going to change for the better. Mm -hmm. And then you can almost like get a little burned out on trying to change so much at once. Yeah. Uh, it can just feel very foreign and for whatever reason that's that's just challenging for human beings mm -hmm. um for physical therapy when there's some statistics on like how well patients adhere to like the rehab program that they give you mm -hmm. or that i would be giving somebody it's like 10 percent mm -hmm. people will actually adhere to it for the entire duration dang it's, it's like pointless to go it's crazy right yeah yeah and, and 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 it's weird too because this is a tangent about physical therapy a little bit and like recovering from injuries like the pain will go away and it seems like your body is able to take care of that as long as you have like eventually it will it might get way worse before it gets better mm -hmm. now there's some an asterisk here but for the average injury i think this is true um but maybe your function is is not where it was prior to the injury and that's because you didn't complete the whole thing yeah and then years later it kind of pokes its head again yeah and that's where like the grace can come in because you can have an injury and it may change things and you have to be okay with that you know letting go of what it was before and not to say that you have to necessarily be hurt forever but you're you can get to a recovery that's a different place than what you felt like before the injury does that yeah. make sense yeah it doesn't have to be bad like for my my knee for example oh yeah when i i've was skateboarding and yeah tell your is this part of your story or yeah it totally can be i was thinking about it when you were talking about okay um yours your back and i was gonna shoulder. say fire away on a story um or two yeah it was like right before co right when covid happened and uh mikey wong had just got some carver a carver skate trucks you know, like the one that the tell people what what that is yeah it's it's like the these trucks you can or they're boards they put make like complete decks but uh you can the trucks move the board so that it feels more like you're surfing than yeah. skateboarding it's a little it's way looser just the way they pivot and we set up this little like course in his alleyway yeah. behind his house and we were trying to hit like we were like as if we were training for surfing <laughs> we were trying yeah. to hit a backside turn and then just a big like bottom turn and then right back up to the lip like because we're both regular so we had it set up for us yeah and i just took one turn way too hard and or I don't i don't remember but i slid out and smoked my knee on the my left knee on the ground and just cement just cement and i knew like something was as soon as i got up it was hard to put pressure on it and 
I I was like, oh, I I did something not good, mm. and it just it got swollen that night. It was never. I I came and saw you like right away. I came yeah, right I over to your that. house and yeah. was like, "Do you think this is something I need to get go to the hospital right now, or is it okay?" Yeah, that was what I was really concerned about because it was painful and it was swollen right away. So I was nervous. I did something I needed to get fixed. Yeah. Um, turned out I got X-rays a while later, and it turned out I cracked or fractured the patella yeah like the top of the kneecap which is the kneecap yeah. it's a common injury in older people <laughs> when they fall or a common injury in car crashes yeah because you hit the dashboard yeah the worst is if you so i just had a little crack on the top vertically on the top of it for like mm-hmm. up and down mm-hmm. but a lot of times like car crashes you you may crack them horizontally or like in totally crazy shards. Like it could be multiple cracks. Oh, that'd be terrible. Like crushed. Yeah. Yeah. So fortunately it was just like a little fracture and it didn't require surgery or anything because surgery would have been just terrible. Yeah. And you can't that. put a cast on it. Uh-uh. And surgery is like, let's put a bunch of wires in this sucker. Yeah. And that is just gnarly. I've yeah. never had a patient with that, but oh. I, you were like the only one I think that I had seen that had a kneecap <laughs> when fracture. I went to the doctor and she uh, read my x-rays for me. She was like, well, how are you walking? <laughs> I was like, I guess it doesn't hurt that bad. Yeah. Um, but well, my poor choice after I definitely took like a month off. Like I didn't surf for a while cause we were surfing almost every day then. Yeah. And I, so hard to be in like a deep squat with all that pressure on that kneecap. Oh yeah. Well, I could barely walk. Yeah. I was like limping around for a month. Um, and fortunately it was COVID, so I didn't have to leave the house at all. I was just working at home. So I kind of got away with it. Um, and then I, so I started, it's just started naturally, like after a month of not doing anything, I was feeling better. I was pushing it a little bit more. I'd start surfing and then I would start, then I started running and then I got really into running and decided to run way too much. I went way too hard too fast. Like I got... Cause <laughs> There's there was, no ramp period? No. There, well, there was there was a group of guys who were doing that like challenge group, mm-hmm. getting points, and I was excited and feeling competitive. So I just went for Which it. Which is great. Yeah. Like that's awesome. You have something like communal like that. Yeah. But looking back, my knee probably didn't heal as fast as it could have if I wouldn't have gone so intense into running right, right then. Yeah. And... Cause it, it, for probably like two years, I was icing it. I was like taking anti-inflammatory for it. It was ta- in, in my mind it, for two years, it was talking to you Yeah, and, and saying, you have to think about me. Uh huh. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't realize that I was like, when will, when will this stop and will it ever stop? Yeah. And I can't, I don't want to change what I'm doing yeah. because of this. Yeah. And now I, I would hope that i would notice that pain and say okay maybe i needed a hard stop on you know physical work for running for sure yeah and it's easy when it hurts you while you're doing it when if it hurts you while you're surfing it's easy not to surf pain is a great communicator yeah but if it's if it's not really hurting while you're running and then you get home and it's really swollen it's easy to be like, oh, just lay on the couch and ice it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I can handle, I can deal with that. 
but it's probably not healing as maybe i shouldn't have ran so much well and icing really isn't healing anything it's it's a pain mitigation it's it's an ibuprofen but a healthier version of one definitely and the real healing comes in when you actually recover and like basically spend less time uh using it i guess yeah and that doesn't mean you can't use it and that doesn't mean that you couldn't have run but maybe you had to gradually increase as opposed to a sharp increase Mm -hmm. and maybe you couldn't do it as frequent and maybe you tell yourself well i'm not gonna win this one and i shouldn't because of this but i want to have fun so i'm gonna like participate or yeah that sucks i mean that would nobody wants to go into a competition and be like I know I'm not going to try and win this. Yeah. I mean, for someone who's competitive. I know. It's so it's so difficult. Um, but yeah, that was that was one of the things that I think of in recent times. I think um, another one that I'm, well. What about one that isn't uh, injury related? Yeah, that's what, where I was going to go. Well, you could, you could talk about, like, the road trip is one for us. Like, we decided. The one that we just did. That we just did. We drove 24 hours straight yeah then we drove 11 we got some sleep 11 hours going against everything we just talked about yeah, yeah absolutely just to get home sooner and and, and i was kind of i knew in the back of my head we were gonna pay for it in some way yeah but i also in my head was like well i'm okay to flirt with the limits yeah me too i can't i don't know you get in that point in life when you're like, okay, there's not going to be, I don't think there's going to be too huge a consequence. Uh-huh. Uh, at least I think the biggest consequence would be like unsafe driving. Yeah. And, and so I felt like we did a good job of that and knowing when we needed to stop and take breaks. For but, sure. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I thought that getting home sooner on Tuesday and being able to sleep all night more recovery time. more recovery time <laughs> and then we thought we were going to be driving yeah. wednesday and instead we're not so maybe wednesday is recovery yeah too but never works out like that it didn't so you know we got back tuesday night wednesday i went to like a job site no big deal but i didn't work the rest of the day i got home and i was tapped out i was yeah. like i i can't i can't i don't need I can't do this. So yep. Thursday I had sales meetings. So I was in the office and meetings all day. And then Friday I played golf with some clients. Oh yeah. And Saturday I woke up and I was sick. Yeah. I was, and, and now thinking about, it's funny because I got the whoop strap like the day I was sick. Oh, and it would be interesting to see it before. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but I was like pretty aware, like I was moving into thinking about this, what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, okay, I'm sick. I need to hard stop. Like yeah. Saturday, Sunday, I didn't leave the house. I laid down all day, just drank a bunch of water, tried to eat decent. Yeah. And it, I mean, and then I slowly, it took like maybe five days to feel 100% again. Mm-hmm. But that's when I get sick now, I just, I hard stop. I'm like, whatever it is, if I, I recognize that I have my body has a cycle of in sickness mm. that I I it comes on really strong and I get a sore throat and it is like the worst sore throat ever and it gradually kind of 
eases throughout the day when I when I eat food, I know it's not a serious like a um, strep throat or something. Mm-hmm. If it goes away when I eat food, I know it's not like strep throat or something like that. So I'm like, okay, that's just a regular cold. My body's telling me I'm tired and I need to take a break. Yeah. Because then, so I have that like sore throat for maybe like two days. And then the sore throat goes away probably after day two. And then it turns into um, congestion oh, behind my worse. eyes. And then I'm congested for like four or five, like long, the longest period is me being congested. Not being able to breathe out your nose is oh. such an underrated problem. It's so brutal. But I would take it over sore yeah. throat, I think. Ooh, okay. I think I would. Because you can always blow your nose. It depends on how much talking I have to do. Mm, yeah. It depends. Yeah, if you're around people. But talking with a sore throat is brutal. brutal. So brutal. Yeah. So I've noticed that cycle in my uh, sickness. And I've... I've that time I took it, oh, my body's telling me I spent way too much energy this week. Yeah. And so much that it I'm now sick and it is putting me down. Yeah. In my in my mind, your body is your body's undergone consecutive periods of just being way in the red. Uh-huh. And it always catches up to you. Like your body's always like, Oh, you thought you're gonna get away with this one. Yeah. And then it's like, ha punch to the gut let's let's make his throat hurt well all these things that are like no you have to stop it almost it like it's trying to force you to stop it seems like like all right let's give him the sore throat oh he's not stopping okay let's give him this yeah <laughs> it's it like, does <laughs> it keeps piling on till you're like all right i stop i'm stopping yeah fine it's hard it's hard to do and i feel like the art and, and it can be fun too, like not letting yourself get to that point. Mm-hmm. There, now recovery is becoming like way more uh, fun and intentional and almost like uh, celebrated. Whether it's like, oh, uh, I'm going to do a sauna once a week because that's a nice relaxing thing that doesn't mm-hmm. involve technology. And that's, I feel like uh, a good rest for myself and it's good for my body. I feel great afterwards. And I will, Oh, you know what? It leads to like a really good night of sleep too. Yeah. And and then you can start doing that with people. And I think the communal aspect of it can be, can be beneficial, but not everything has to be uh, communal. Yeah. Um, I, I know it's, it's really um, interesting. Now that I think about it, can I go back to the sickness yeah, for a second? Yeah. yeah. Um, in college, Maybe before college, I would get like strep throat every spring. Yeah. Oh, I have stories like this too, where I would get, for me, it was uh, like bronchitis or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's brutal. And I remember there's always like a season change. So the weather's changed, especially Oklahoma. It's pretty dramatic. And it was like spring finals and it was just a stressful period of, of life. And then probably like some hockey trip. Yeah. Or, or it's like, like after, like right after nationals. Yeah. So you're like gone for a while. You're on the biggest trip of the year. Then you come back. Yeah. It's over. Then you got finals. You got to get all your school stuff in order. The, the weather's changing. There's just a lot going on. And I would get every year, I would just go to the infirmary and get like a shot of penicillin. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, this is my yearly just, antibiotics. Yeah. Don't, I, I can't spend three days in bed right now. So just 
I got the sign. Let's go. And I don't get sick like that anymore. Yeah. I, cause I, I, aside from, you know, two weeks, three weeks ago when I got sick after the road trip, I, I don't feel like I really ever get colds anymore. Yeah. Maybe knock on wood. Cause I don't want to get sick now, but cause I'm saying that, but I think that doing this, like just checking in with yourself and prioritizing sleep and recovery are, can honestly keep you relatively healthy. Yeah. In yeah. all the ways you can control. Yeah. And I think if you optimize for that, like that's more of like a, you're almost thinking of it on like a yearly basis at that point uh-huh. in, in, in less time than that too. Like from a, from a day all the way to a year. Yeah. And that's really all you can kind of plan for in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's probably going to help you years down the road without you even really un- knowing that it came from uh, those, you know, days, months, years of doing that. Yeah. And it's a great long-term approach, I think. Yeah, it's only going to get better the more we practice this type of thing. Yeah, the more you stack that pile of health up, the more it's going to benefit you in the long run. Yeah, I mean, this feels this is such an energizing thing because I feel like Mackenzie and I have been maybe it's parent like parenting on the horizon. Yeah, and and we've been a lot of like we've been clean we've. We recognized this the other day that we have been working on, there's been two big things to cleaning up our eating. Okay. And one, we just have reimagined like what our plates need, what we want our plates to look like. Okay. And in terms of like veggie, like a starch and a pro and protein. Mm-hmm. And we just made <clears throat> like one change at a time, like one slow change. Be like, let's just implement broccoli a ton like even okay. if we eat broccoli twice a day yeah broccoli 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 we're putting our marbles on broccoli we're going all in on broccoli yeah. and at a certain point we're going to get a little tired of broccoli so let's branch out to cauliflower yeah and then let's branch out to you know <laughs> broccoli's cousin broccoli's <laughs> neutral cousin <laughs> or um but but now i'm like going to we're going to like farmer's market and looking at different veggies and like oh i could make this happen and yeah. and wow, this is something that was lacking from our diet before um, for me, for sure. And yeah. in one way that I, we've, it's been about a month of us doing this. Yeah. And we were sitting and we were like, I feel so much less pressure to like, like I said earlier, it was like, I had to go to the gym oh, four yeah. days a week to feel yeah. fit yeah. or to feel good. And now that's a good connection to make. I'm so I'm okay with taking yeah a day off and as long as I like treat myself well, as long as I eat well, there's there's room to have like an ice cream sundae. Yeah. You don't have to like it's not a crazy diet thing. It's just literally like I used to eat you know some an English muffin and two eggs and a chicken sausage for breakfast. That used to be my go-to. I swapped chicken sp- sausage for spinach and now I eat spinach and eggs and English muffin for breakfast and fruit. And it's probably not perfect, but right now it's... Little changes add up? Yeah, little changes add up. And yeah. I, I think it's honestly helping us think... Like I need... My thought is I need to have green on my plate at yeah, all times. Yeah, that's, that's a good thought. And... 
so every lunch I'm eating like half a plate of broccoli and like some chicken or something like pre like simple. And after a month of doing this, Mackenzie and I were sitting and just saying, Whoa, we feel different and we feel good. Yeah. We feel more complete. I feel okay taking a rest day. Yeah, and I feel like your energy doesn't come in such in such lows and highs. Mm-hmm. I feel like when uh, when things are out of balance in any category, and maybe that's what I'll talk about next, is yeah. kind of these like five buckets I think are yeah. worth talking about. But like if it's nutrition that you're really focused in on, which is a great one to focus in on be, because it, it really is your energy source in, a, in some ways. You could argue sleep is your other one probably or yeah whatever but um yeah i just i feel like it doesn't make energy spike super high followed by super low kind of even things out a little bit and then you feel generally better more often Mm. i don't know at least for me that's that's true yeah and i can relate to the cleaning up the diet having effect i've definitely i think what did it for me is i found out that men uh react to the woman's pregnancy hormones in such a way that they start being more likely to put on weight mm. in preparation for like longer days yeah spent with the, with the child that's not sleeping as much mm-hmm. or, or sleeping in weird spurts mm-hmm. and i was like no i don't want to do that i don't want to gain weight right now mm. and so i was like you know what i'm really not in a good spot from a nutrition standpoint mm. Or as good a spot as I'd like to be to combat something like that. So yeah, did you clean it up? Were you like into man's being pregnant and you realized that, or was it? It was during. During. Yeah, because so, I read it during uh, the pregnancy. Gotcha. If it's wrong, I don't care. Like if that's not a thing, <laughs> at least it, it helped. Yeah, it helped you. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I could see how guys would do that for sure. Yeah, it it makes logical sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. The first kind of application that I think people could do, and this is what I would have patients do Mm. during the evaluation because I wanted to get a better understanding of what their life was like. Mm -hmm. And and this is, I think, why doctors have a hard time with, and why you kind of left wanting from a doctor's visit is because they don't have enough time to gather information about you. Yeah. So they really aren't in a place to comment on how you're doing. Mm. They can tell you, hey, you definitely don't have these big red flags showing up. Yeah. Or maybe some of them are even like yellow flags. But they they have a a way harder time of seeing that transition from green to yellow, Mm. I think. So they're really good at understanding that, hey, you need medical help. Yeah. But they're not as good at, and I don't know if it's part of their job title, or if it should be or shouldn't be that kind of thing, but they won't they won't be able to as easily tell you, hey, you need to be programming in more recovery, and if you focus on implementing more green in your diet and showing up on your plate, you don't necessarily have to go work out as much, or you can implement more recovery days, and and now at the end of the week and month you feel better. Yeah, like that's gonna be hard for them to know. Yeah, for sure. Well, they're just, they're reading the data that they're taking. Like, yeah, they only are privy to so much data. Yeah. They, I mean, they, they tested my blood 
and some of it said like there were there were a couple things that were higher on the scale still within normal range but in the higher and i don't remember which there were just like two or three of them nothing like too like concerning but right just like to, to think about and yeah. they just the doctor just wrote in you know eat a low carb diet eat a low fat diet get 30 minutes of yeah. exercise and i'm like well if the doctor knew my life he would probably say a little like he answered it as if i was any other just just yeah. just data hey you're he in his mind he's probably thinking this dude is way better off than most people i see and keep doing what you're doing yeah for the most part totally and so this makes makes it so the onus is put back on the person mm-hmm. which i think is appropriate like it's your life yeah definitely so these are the five buckets that i tell people to i say hey i want you to grade these based on quality of life uh like a letter grade a b c or d yeah so the five things are exercise uh-huh. nutrition sleep uh-huh. relationships and then work and so I'd have them go through and, and I'd say, all right, what's your grade for exercise? What's your grade for nutrition? What's your grade for sleep? Relationships work. Mm. And it would always end up being a conversation starter. Yeah. Because there'd either be one or two that were like the worst. Mm-hmm. And they would they would grade themselves poorly, obviously. And uh, and and I'd say, Okay, so why is uh, why is relationships the worst right now? Mm. Which is kind of a sneaky one, I think, too. Um, but it can definitely weigh hard or weigh heavily on people to the point where it can result in a lack of recovery for an extended period of time. Yeah. And so then we would start talking about that and then, you know, come to find out there's a relationship that they have at, uh maybe it's in their family or that's been in the past that's kind of unresolved and we end up talking about that even though this injury has to do with maybe it's their back yeah maybe they're they have back pain low back pain which yeah. is 50 percent of orthopedic injuries yeah and if if you do enough detective work you can see how it ties in because maybe this person is a crossfitter I'm just making up a person here. So they have low back pain, they're a CrossFitter, and they have, let's say, they just went through a breakup. Mm. Let's, let's just say it's that. Yeah. And uh, they love doing CrossFit. They're, 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 no changes there. Uh, the breakup has been weighing heavily on them. And as a result, you know, they're having trouble sleeping. Mm. And then they're having trouble at work too, staying focused. And this goes on for a month and now they're getting some heat from like their manager or something like that. Mm-hmm. So now that anxiety is weighing on them too. Yeah. And and let's just say that's raising their uh, heart rate, their energy expenditure at baseline, mm-hmm. however much. But it results in like maybe you burn 200 more calories during the day as a result of that. Mm. And that stress hormone is increased and now you're craving the like foods that are bad for you. So now you're nutrition starts to falter a little bit now you're reaching for the thing that uh you know you shouldn't have be eating as much yeah and all of a sudden all this uh starts to snowball and then let's say there's that kind of goes on for six months and maybe some things get better but some things stay bad Mm -hmm. and then they're doing something in the gym one day and the 
the most common thing that people talk about is like a deadlift. I mean, just the name of it sounds dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> which is a silly thing because there's one of the best things that you can do for your body. Learn and how to deadlift. Learn how to deadlift. I seriously 100% agree. Yeah. And so they do the deadlift. Now their back hurts all of a sudden. And everybody attributes the injury to the deadlift. Mm-hmm. And they never talk about all the other things that have been going on that could be leading up to this moment. Yeah. For me, it was walking down the stairs. I was doing nothing. Yeah. And I was just carrying my laptop. Mm-hmm. But that was enough to to tip it. Yeah. To trigger it. Yeah. So I think that you have to go through these five areas, exercise, nutrition, sleep, relationships, work. And you have to create – I think it would be a good thing to do is – to find the one that you give yourself the lowest grade on mm-hmm. and work on in the course of a month getting it one letter grade higher. Mm. If it's not a month, I mean, you can pick your time frame, you know, but yeah. sometimes it takes a month. Things are slow. That's another reason why people don't don't like to do uh, habit changes because sometimes you don't get positive feedback right away no and it's 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 so easy to be hard on yourself you really need a lot of grace in this process of making a change patience is so hard in, mm-hmm. in this moment too um i've been the the social media scrolling i have been working on for i don't know months that's such a hard one and i mean they it's hard yeah same with food man you got all these there's billions of dollars behind making this addictive Mm -hmm. whether it's food or technology Mm -hmm. which is wild all of us little humans trying to like put on our shields and battle against it yeah so you do have to give yourself grace yeah definitely and uh i think it helps if you do it with people i i've read different things about whether or not you should tell somebody hey i'm changing this or not i've i've heard some people say, yeah, now you have accountability and now you're more likely to do it because somebody else knows about it. Mm-hmm. And then I've read the opposite too, funny enough. Mm. Like if you make it public and sometimes you almost already think you're going to do it. It's like you've heard the thing about telling it in public and then you tell people in public. So you think like, oh, well, I, I told people now it's going to just start working subconsciously. That's uh. weird. But um, I... I was thinking about that the other day and I was like, I wonder if I could, because I have a significant other, I was thinking like, I wonder if I can change something in my life and not say anything and see if Mads notices. Interesting. So can I do something and Mads notices it in a positive way? Uh-huh. Uh, some things maybe you can't, but yeah, maybe she, maybe she says, wow, you know, your mood has been different. Like I feel like you've been more positive or had more energy or something like that. Like, that could be a cool goal to have. Yeah. Kind of a finish line moment. I think that happens. Yeah. I think it's happened for us. Nothing, probably like really small things. Yeah. Um, nothing, like anything big, especially things that um, take Mackenzie's input as well. Yeah. And then you kind of have to do them together. You got to do them together. Yeah. And I. that's why I say, or that's why I was kind of thinking about it. I was like, kind of hesitated saying like oh you should try to do it with somebody um maybe that's not your style and that's okay mm-hmm. but i think it can be fun too if you have somebody to like challenge each you're both challenging yourself together yeah 
Well, I, I could definitely relate to the idea of just throwing that, like just throwing the idea out into the universe and just assuming it's going to happen because I said it. Yeah. So like as a kid, I was like, I want to play in the NHL. And I didn't, I didn't really do the things that it would have taken to get there, obviously, because I'm not there. Yeah. Um, but that was my mentality is I'm just going to throw it out there and it's going to happen. I'm going to be in the right place and I'm going to like, I'm going to put in some of the work, but, um, not like, it's just going to happen to me. Yeah. And the disappointment from that, um, it could be in anything you're eating. It could be like diet culture, you know, it's like eating less calories than you burn, but like barely eating any food you are hoping to get this result that doesn't come yeah and it's frustrating because it doesn't work and then we just give up versus doing something like this and checking in in different aspects of your life and and that's where the the real change i think comes from is when you can answer these questions and be realistic about the different areas yeah i think it's simple too like you don't have to you don't have to dig in too deep to come up with like a grade on each bucket. Mm -hmm. I feel like you kind of have a gut instinct as to like where you are after you think about it for like five seconds. For sure. And I, I would say go with that. Yeah. Um, maybe you forget about something you're like, Oh, but I did, but that did happen. So actually that's not bad. I mean, maybe that happens, but I think your gut instinct will tell you pretty quickly mm. where you're at. Mm -hmm. And, and then just pick the, the worst one and, and just go from there and just keep working on the worst one. And if a couple are about the same, you know, do any, meeny, miny, mo. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, or which one is just more, which one's energizing to work on yeah, in general? Yeah, great, great point. Yeah. Yeah, and what just, sounds interesting. Just go for that for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And so the other thing I would say is if, if that sounds like too much, you're like, dude, I don't want to grade five things right now and do that. And like, you're making me do too much. The first thing you can focus on is sleep. Mm -hmm. And that is like one of those foundational truths. That's where most of our recovery comes from anyways. So make sure you can dial that in as best as you can. Mm -hmm. And I, I wrote down a couple of resources that I really found helpful uh oh, there's a book called why we sleep mm -hmm. if you don't want to read the whole book listen to the author on a, there's an episode where joe rogan interviews him mm, okay. so it's like the spark notes version cool. and it's really interesting uh what's the author's name matthew walker is the guy's name cool and he uh he's he's an ivy league dude and professor and studied on his like mentor was a guy who studied sleep at nasa mm. so the dude's smart yeah um and then huberman lab is a podcast mm -hmm. and he is like uh so he he is a professor at stanford uh -huh. very smart guy very approachable in terms of his content there's a lot of interesting things and i feel like he's one of those people that listens to the audience and what they want to what they want to hear about mm -hmm. and then goes and does research and then presents on it mm -hmm. or has people on that are experts in that yeah and they have conversations that have great app applications but he has some good stuff on sleep cool um 
I think just a couple things that about sleep that are really important in my opinion. And, and I'm taking a lot of this from some of these people that I've listened to that are way more uh, versed in this topic. But I think you really have to think about your environment, you know, cold temperature, uh, dark, um, comfortable, obviously. I always get the question as a physical therapist, like, what's the best position to sleep in? And I always laugh because I'm like, whatever position you're going to sleep in is the best position. Mm. Um, It changes too. Yeah. And that's okay. Just like, are you sleeping? Mm. Okay. If you're not, try a different position or like pillow or whatever. Yeah. Um, And then I think being consistent and timing as best you can. It's hard weekends oftentimes look different than weekdays definitely uh but but can you make it so it's not too drastic Mm. and then uh this is an interesting one that i think i learned from huberman was uh, you cannot build up an extra store of sleep that then you can use like on the weekend or something like that Mm. so say you're like dude i hit eight hours all week I'm ready to party. Like I'm ready to like do a couple four hour nights Yeah, and use a couple of those hours. Like it'll all average out or whatever. And yeah. sleep doesn't work like that no. based on what they've studied. I it's guess. on it. Yeah. The, the nine to five work week has really screwed us up with thinking that, huh? Yeah. It's natural, I guess. Cause you're like excited to not have as much work to do. Yeah. So you're like, dude, let's, let's have some fun. Let's mm-hmm. more fun. And then, and then the fun starts snowballing and you're like, let's just keep this thing going. You know? Yeah. So, um, and then I would say like exercise time outside, those can kind of be similar in, in a sense. I, you know, if you're doing regular exercise, you're tiring yourself out. So it's natural that you're, that sleep signal is going to be a little bit stronger. Mm. You're not going to be able to fight through it as easily. For sure. Uh, so you, that you're kind of making your body talk louder to you about it. Yeah. The the weird thing to me is, and Matthew Walker talks about this a lot, is like the sleep aids, depressants, sedatives, like things that people take that end up hurting their sleep, but that helps them get to sleep quickly. Mm-hmm. I think are really uh, sneaky and probably a big challenge for a lot of people. Really? So you think it's not good to have sleep aids? Correct. And, and that's not me saying that either. It's this guy, uh, yeah. Matthew Walker. That's who, in large part, who I heard it from. Yeah. Really interesting uh, because he talks about like alcohol and he talks about things like NyQuil or melatonin even. And they all act as sedatives. And one of the questions like about weed and people just haven't been able to study that as much. So uh-huh. there's not as much literature just because it's only legal in recent times. But mm-hmm. his inclination is like it kind of seems like it could be similar to alcohol in some sense. Maybe it's not as strong of a sedative or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when you take a sedative, it's going to kick you into sleep quickly but it's almost going to like immobilize your brain in a sense mm. where it's not going to be able to do its normal uh, recovery actions 
until that sedative burns off. Mm. And then hopefully you stay asleep. Yeah. So I don't know if you've experienced this. I'm sure you have. But you drink alcohol and then you kind of sleep crappy, but you're kind of up late anyway. So you're like, oh, maybe it's just because I was up really late. Have you ever had it where you wake up after a night of drinking and right before you wake up, you're like in like these crazy dreams or like it's like a, in a it feels like a deep sleep. Yeah. That happens because the sedative wears off mm. and then your body tries to quickly get into as deep a sleep as it can oh. to try to recover as much as it can yeah. before it's time to w- wake up with your natural like circadian rhythm. Well. It's really, he talks about some really interesting stuff. Do you think, um, is it possible if you're older, like in your 60s, 50s, yeah. is it po- like if you're, is it possible to reverse this? Can you, can, is there a way to like retrain your body to sleep at night again? Like if you, if you can't sleep without a sleep aid of some sort? That's a, it's a great question. I mean, I don't, I don't know enough. Yeah. Uh, personally, but. Do you think, like, it feels like what we're saying fundamentally would be yes. If you do a check-in. In my mind, it's worth trying. Yeah, I agree. And trying for, like, giving it a real try and not, like, a, I did it for a week and it sucked. And, like, mm-hmm. like, if you are dependent on a sleep aid and you aren't diagnosed with, like, some type of disorder related to sleep. Mm-hmm. I mean, even then, I I might have some questions, but uh, yeah, I would say it's worth trying. Mm. It, and and then you got to think about the other things in your life. Like it goes back to those other, the whole all five categories in my yeah. mind. Yeah, and there might be a lot of work to do in some places for people. This uh, one of the interesting things around sleep is one of the things that I love about the whoop too. They connect, I guess, in a sense. But if you are, in order to sleep, you have to tap into your rest and digest nervous system. Mm -hmm. So you have to be able to switch into this rest and digest nervous system in order to have an internal environment that's ready for sleep. And the whoop will match or will measure heart rate variability which is really measuring how good you are at switching between rest and digest Mm. in fight or flight Mm. you want to be in fight or flight so that during things that you want to have like a high performance on Mm -hmm. right like you want to uh catch the wave surfing Mm -hmm. in old times you want to be able to escape the the threat the prey or whatever it is yeah um and so you want to be able to tap into that 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 nervous system mm-hmm. and then be able to switch out of it so then your body can recover. Mm. If you're not in that rest and digest nervous system, it's going to be way harder to recover because you're burning energy at a higher rate. Mm-hmm. I love uh, the Winter Olympics. There's a event called the biathlon. They have to cross-country ski, right? Yeah. And that's like one of the high OV, highest VO2 maxes, so the highest like challenge you can do to your cardiorespiratory system. Mm-hmm. But then they have to calm down in order to shoot a target. Oh, yeah. And they have to hit five 
targets or they, it's like if they don't hit them all then it, it corresponds to how many loops they have to do around the small like added time spent skiing yeah um i think they're the most badass athletes because of what they have to do they have to do exactly what is like one of the hardest things to do mm-hmm. is to ramp all the way up and then calm all the way down after you've come off of this huge ramp up yeah and yeah that's fascinating i did never saw that that event that way yeah before. i think it's like one of the coolest in terms of the physiologies that they must have yeah but <laughs> it makes me it makes me think of chess boxing <laughs> have you seen chess boxing yeah <laughs> it's the same yeah. it's the same thing it's just kind of funny well, you're playing chess and then you're in a boxing <laughs> match where you're the chess table like the chess board's in the middle of the table and you'll have like two minutes to play yeah and then after the two minutes they pull the table up and then you go in your corner and put your gloves on and then you box for like two minutes <laughs> and i think it's either if you check if you mate then you win or if you knock them out, you win. <laughs> <laughs> it's, or I don't know what the ultimate winner is if you go for time. I mean, it's it's interesting because it's like, it's symbolic of what life is like on a daily basis too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you're going to have moments where you need to turn on and then you're going to have moments where you should try to turn off a little bit in order to be able to turn on tomorrow. Yeah. And in that book, The Body Keeps the Score it talks about how you're those types of people that are suffering from whatever PTSD, or maybe it's just like a difficult relationship or a difficult boss or any of those other categories that could be out of whack. Mm -hmm. It might be hard for you to get to a point where you're actually in rest and digest. Mm. So in, I brought up the whoop. If you have, the HRV measurement, you want a high HRV. Mm. That just says that you can go, you can have high variability between the high and the low. Yeah. And what's the scale for the HRV? Do you remember? Like, um, it depends on the person actually, okay. but I've never seen one more than like 250 or something like that. Oh, okay. I see. I don't know. I can't remember what the units are. I was looking at the head. percentage. Um, MS. Do you know what that means? I'm looking at it. Might be milliseconds. Millisecond. Oh, yeah, because it's it's the it measures the variance in time between yeah. your heartbeats while you are asleep. Yep. And that's your rest. So mine currently, my average for the month is ninety four milliseconds that's good which is good yeah yeah and you can look up norms for it too like just google search hrv norms that's that's probably a good place to start yeah <laughs> um but mine says uh oh no it just said nine percent higher than usual i did a good job last night yeah so you could read that as oh i'm doing a good job of like switching gears essentially mm-hmm. um i'll t- i'll tell a sh- I'll try to make a short story out of this Uh um, because I have a good example of where this could play out in real life. Madison in her previous job was working in the operating room and she had to work a bit more in the operating room, like longer hours in there. Yeah. And she, on top of that was work. So she had to wake up at like four 30 in the morning to get into work. And on top of that, she had a couple of doctors that she worked with that were just, real 
assholes mm-hmm. and and they would suck the energy out of her and she stayed in this role for i mean she did this for multiple years and i can remember it got really bad two years before she changed roles and changed companies but during that two years where it was really bad she had a lot of a lot of trouble with her like uh, digestive system let's say mm. where nothing it, it never really feel, felt like it calmed down like it felt like you know there's always like a stomach ache or a bowel movement issue or whatever it was like just something's not feeling right mm-hmm. difficulty eating certain foods that kind of thing more sensitivity to food mm. and certain foods especially and it ended up where Mads was like, I don't know what is going on. And sometimes this will get labeled like IBS. Uh-huh. And she ended up like, I need some answers. And so she ended up going to the Mayo Clinic actually. And she went and she did a battery of tests, like so much stuff. Mm. And it all just kind of was like inconclusive. Mm. It was it was just weird. Uh-huh. We were like, okay, so I guess it's IBS. Good in the sense that they crossed off a lot of like, serious stuff big problems that it could have been yeah they're like let's just cover our bases so to speak and uh then she was like you know i don't know a year later was like i can't keep doing this job i want to switch i I can't keep doing this ends up getting a job uh with a great team a great manager she doesn't have to get up at the crack of dawn so the sleep is a lot better uh and the doctors that she interacts with are not nearly as negative and not having as much of an influence because she doesn't have to spend as much time with them. All that digestive stuff goes away. Wow. For the most part, like there's still, I do think like her genetics tip her towards that being a problematic area. Uh If she gets out of whack, yeah. like if those five buckets become way out of whack, Mm -hmm. it seems like her digestive system is the first thing that really wants to talk to her. Interesting. But I mean, night and day different and like, our relationship changes for the better. Uh, her relationship with friends and family changes for the better. Mm-hmm. Sleep, obviously better. Work, obviously better. More energy for exercise. Like Almost overnight, every category, every bucket changes for the better. Yeah, wow. And I just remember being like, oh my gosh. I had, I felt so bad that Madison had to be in that for so long. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like I can't believe she got through all that and that it put her in such a state where we were like going to places, thinking about going to places like the Mayo Clinic. Yeah. And I just think about, so there's got to be so many people that are in a similar boat. Oh yeah, for sure. I I was at a hospital for work like a week or two ago and hospitals are just jam packed right now with people who are sick. Mm -hmm. And I was standing in front of a building and it was just so busy and I, I was waiting for someone to come meet me and I was just took a second and was looking around just watching people and uh-huh. I was like this can't be good. Yeah. Like everyone is here and sick and does not look good and we're like like Matt, like there's a period when things are not going well and we try to figure out what it is and it's I I feel like my biggest takeaway from this whole conversation is 
listen to the indicators that your body's telling you. And now, yeah. now you guys know like Mads indicator is, is digestive health. Or, you learn a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So when that's out of whack, then it's like, Oh, I need to, it's like a kicker. I, I keep thinking of, um, mm-hmm. inception, how they, the kicker to yeah. get them back into the next dream or whatever. Yeah. Like knock them back into the, the level of dream that's not as deep. Yeah. It's, it's what McKenzie and I keep talking about this when there's moments that we're not seeing eye to eye, how can we give each other a kicker moment? Yeah. So we can, and, and that's, that's between McKenzie and I, but it's also for myself to say, Oh, this isn't, this isn't in line with what I think I want my life to be like. And I don't have to be a victim to that. Mm-hmm. So what's my kicker moment to bring me out of it? Yeah. And to change, to, to evaluate these five buckets and make a change somewhere within them to hopefully get to where the, the place that I want my life to look like. Yeah. I think the five buckets can help you identify kicker moments potentially. Mm -hmm. And you have to be able to look at it in a in a short time frame as well as a longer time frame too yeah. like you you can't just stay narrowly focused because it will be harder to find patterns right like that's just you can identify a pattern e- more easily if you have a ton of data yeah so it's it starts with looking inward i think yeah we're mckenzie and i are uh one thing that this an example of this, of thinking long-term, but applying it short-term. Yeah. We, I, I mean, after watching that documentary about the, the food stuff, yeah. we're like, I was so grossed out by a chicken, yeah. you know, and, and just re, like mass produced meat in general. Yeah. And it, it honestly made me want to find getting protein from other places like research how to mm-hmm. be how to not eat the mass produced chicken yeah um so i was all like i'm going to do this i'm going to my my cooking's going to translate easily and the first meal i made that was all veggies was like i added one thing like some cabbage or something it totally threw off the whole <laughs> taste it was horrible uh, um and i was like actually you know what this is a good sign of me failing because I'm going to slow down this process. I don't know how to sustain my body without animal protein right yeah. now. And I need to take a, so right now we're instead we're we want to get to a place where we don't have to rely on a mass produced chicken or whatever type of protein. Yep. Um, for us right now, it's that because I, I love doing like a barbecue shredded chicken, yeah, like a huge pot of it, and then we eat it for lunch all week, yeah, yeah. Um, and so that's the hard thing for us, but we're like, we don't want to eat this chicken anymore, and how can we substitute it? And so we're like, okay, like once a week, we're trying to do a vegan dinner and learn how to cook one new thing and base your and yeah. how how do all the things I've been learning about cooking, how do I do it? in a vegan or just in a way that I have whole ingredients that I know what they are and they're clean and they're not 
because I'm sure there's a dark side to vegan eating well, and stuff too. The the only thing I'll the thing I'm thinking about while you're talking about this is like I've I've been down this path before. Uh, yeah. And there's so much good to learn from it. Like you're talking about learning new recipes and stuff like that. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's awesome. And I like the the approach that like you've almost had this realization yourself where you're like okay i don't need to go a hundred percent into this right now yeah like back up a little bit and like let's just experiment a little bit more rather than being the extremist exactly i've been the extremist in Mm -hmm. the past especially Mm -hmm. around nutrition Mm -hmm. and it has turned into a bad thing Mm. and it's turned into a thing you know where it turned into a thing that unbalanced every other bucket yeah and so i think your approach is going to be a lot better that's what i'm recognizing is that i don't need to go to the extreme of it because i don't know how and i i do think too that like that's you're that's an example of you being honest with yourself Mm -hmm. when some people are just like "Eh, i'm just gonna push through that yeah like that that's whatever like just because I don't know how to do it doesn't mean I'm not going to do it. Yeah. It's like, well, what? Yeah. You know, hold on. Honestly. Let's be honest. Starting slow is so much better anyways. By first incorporating, like, I have to eat half a plate of veggies for at least two out of three meals. And figuring out how to do that easily has completely changed the way I look at food all of a sudden. Yeah. Because I'm like, I actually, I'm feeling good from that and I'm craving it. And it feels easier at first it felt like it was the worst thing in the world yeah and now that i've felt how good it does if it it what it does what good it does for me over a month span of time i'm like oh i want more of this and i want less of you know a cheeseburger every you know two times a week and a pizza two whatever like i'm fully like been awakened to you go to a restaurant and the the food that they provide you is probably not quite as nutritious as we think it is. Sure. Like a sandwich. Doesn't or there's like f- stuff that they add to it that you don't see. Yeah. Or it's just you go and get a burrito or a sandwich and there's no, they may have a lot of grains and starch and protein, but there's not any uh, like veggie to mix in there that's really good for you. Um, and if you rely on that, as your everyday food or your idea of food, then it's, it's super tricky. But I think that, I don't, I mean, I'm just, this is like a couple weeks into experimenting this for me. So it's, I, I don't know everything for sure. Well, it's fun to be on a high with it and like to feel like you're getting some feedback too, like some positive feedback from yourself. Like that just feels great. Yeah. And it's, it's good that, or it feels good that I, I feel like I have some grace in the whole thing too. Cause it's like, we love going to TK burger. So we're still going to eat yeah. TK burger or I, we love pizza. So we're going to eat pizza. We're just going to make sure we yeah. supplement the pizza with something else or try to get a better quality pizza potentially. Yeah. Or you have a good salad with it. Yeah. Or, um, right. Or you eat, you say no to something else. Say no to something else. It's exactly. just a bunch of like yes, no. Uh-huh. And and you have to be smart about what you're saying no to yeah. when you're saying yes to something else. And to manage not binging on something that you're going to enjoy. Yeah. Not eating an entire pizza. 
Yeah. I, I'm in my head, I'm laughing because I feel like the U S is like a young, younger country compared to many countries. And that's the country that we grew up in. And Mm -hmm. I feel like, or I guess I wonder if somebody else from maybe a more mature country, like let's say it's like in Italy or something like that. If they listen to something like this, like our parents and grandparents taught us all this. Yeah. And like, this has been a part of our society now because the mistakes were made way back in time mm. that people learn from. And we're, if they were to listen to it, they would be like, oh yeah, you guys are at this point mm. in your kind of development and, and understanding of, of the world mm-hmm. and of life and how to optimize for quality of life. And, and we were there, maybe it's a couple hundred years ago or something like that. Yeah. I wonder if I, I would love to know if that's like uh, if if that's true or not. You know, we certainly hear things like uh, Americans work too much. You know, they're obsessed with like uh, money and and getting more of it and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. But um, I think if you were to go to Italy, they'd probably say some of the things that you're talking about as it pertains to food too, like. Focus on quality ingredients, portion sizes matter, um, a variety of foods matter. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're saying yes to those good things. And if you say yes to a bad thing, it's okay, you know, but don't say yes too much yeah. to the bad thing. And know and know your body. Know what is good for you and what it's not gonna it's not the same for everybody. It develops over time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have to be patient. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this would be a good transition at the end here. The next couple of episodes, we're going to talk to people that kind of specialize in different areas uh, relating to health. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to kind of go on like a kick, a health kick within the podcast itself yeah. too. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk to Pat who used to, that's our next one that he and I used to work together as a physical therapist so he still owns and works at Kiram Sports Recovery. Mm. Uh, we're going to talk to our friend Nolan Kim, mm. who is a lot of things. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he's a magician as well, a professional mag- magician mm. as well as um, a professional in the breath work place. Yeah. So, and, and especially in recovery, like he's like a professional recoverer, I guess in yeah. a, in a way. Yeah, uh, or has spent a lot of time focused on how to do that well yeah and he's got a really gnarly story too and he has a really gnarly story too. dude you know what's crazy that just always blows actually i ran into nolan on saturday after the oh, baby cool. shower um at taco stand and but it always blows my mind that he played hockey yeah he, and played, he played like triple a hockey yeah. he played for like all the same coaches i played for here yeah yep i uh, know i always forget that and then we start talking about hockey and i'm like oh yeah uh and then I also am, I, I haven't asked her yet, but I'm, I think she would, but talking to Nina, mm-hmm. um, our friend Dylan's wife, mm-hmm. she has so much knowledge as it pertains to women's health. Yeah. And that's just an area that you and I, I know are terrible at. Uh-huh. And she would be so interesting to listen to because I, they have to think about some, some different things hormonally that uh, are going to affect 
kind of those five buckets. Like maybe a, a fifth bucket would be like, or sorry, a sixth bucket for them would be like their menstrual cycle yeah, or something along those lines. Because that's one of those things that um, they're going to have to listen to as well. I don't know if they can, what kind of control over it you have, but. Well, at least could be, there could yeah. maybe those five buckets affect something like that. I have so many questions for her though. Yeah, um, I think yeah, having you on would be a, a lot of fun. <laughs> I was imagining it the other day. I was like, it might be a little uncomfortable, but I think that's the point. Is well, like, and like guys should learn about this. Exactly, stuff. exactly. If, if if they're interested in women, I guess. Yeah, and in, in understanding some aspect of them, definitely, because there's certainly. Certainly, like I'm just thinking about the menstrual cycle, it plays into how much energy you have on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Like Mads has an aura ring, which yeah. is like a, a whoop alternative in a way. Mm-hmm. They won't like you saying that, but they're in the like wearable biometric mm-hmm. uh, Internet of Things devices, kind of. And so it can, she uses it a lot to help her with some of those things too. Yeah. Well, I mean, even. It's just fascinating that I know I don't want to speak too much for Mackenzie on this stuff, but at least in like birth control. Yeah. See, she'll be able to talk so much about that. Yeah. It's just that is just blocking hormones and totally changing because Mackenzie, I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't want to talk about her. She can talk about it herself, right? But at least she knows that she's not going to go back on birth control after we have the baby Mm -hmm. and first step is getting to know my body yeah my cycle and being able to it that is the birth control there's a renaissance coming in that and and, and there is nina is so interested in that and like knows so much about that and i i think it'll be cool to hear about and uh yeah there's it's one of those things, right? Like we were talking about it earlier where you're taking something that is making it harder for you to hear the signal your body is trying to say. Mm-hmm. Or it's changing that signal, um, at least potentially. I, I remember when Mads stopped taking birth control, there was definitely a change in how she and I interacted and like it felt like what her anxiety levels were like and, and, yeah. and that kind of thing. And I was just like, this is so interesting. Yeah, Mackenzie would say her uh, birth control gave her a lot of anxiety. Yeah, I think Ma- sure. Madison would say the same. Yeah, cool. So that's some stuff to look forward to. Yeah. I'm excited to talk to some of those folks. And then we'll probably switch topics again at some point. Yeah. Well, we'll be getting closer to when the baby's going to be born. So Yeah. It's we'll true. Probably have somewhat of a break yeah. around then again. Yep. Yeah, and we can talk about it too, but maybe maybe it has to look different, right? Like maybe we have to adapt a little bit and like, hey, we're just gonna do like a thirty minute speed episode. Yeah. I mean we, we usually talk probably too long anyways, but um Yeah, we could totally do that. We, we could, could do, do it some, virtually and Yeah. We could do it virtually and maybe we record it and have some video to to watch, watch our mugs, yap it up. Yeah, that'd be great. Let's see where the music is, if it's still playing. Oh, same song. Has it just been repeating? I think you probably... No, because this is just mute. It's not... Um... 
I don't think it pauses. So you've just been playing the same song for almost two hours. <laughs> Maybe I have. <laughs> I guess I never... You're getting that play count up. You're going to have Corey Wong on your uh, Spotify wrapped. He's going he's he's to be hold, stoked. Keep it up there. <laughs> well, this All is right. uh, great. I'm. It's a good... I feel like it's a good starting point. Honestly, just not starting point, but similar to how we started talking about hockey and sports hockey and sports and really talking about like our journeys and who we are and it could be a thinking about the world and now it's it feels like energy management checking in with yourself like knowing yourself and being able being real with yourself being able to change things that aren't working is gonna branch off into basically every section of life that we talk yeah. about. Yeah, I feel so dramatic to say with this music on. <laughs> it's perfect, like the end of a Bring movie. Bring on the drama. Um, yeah, and it, it'd be interesting. I'm curious to see what it's like where we like talk about something and then we go talk to other people about that thing too. Yeah, like yeah. we kind of did that with sports. Uh-huh. Uh huh. With talking to Dylan after that. Yeah. Um. And maybe we kind of do that with other people like, oh, they have like an interesting sports story too. And we talked about this and we could weave it in, but that'll be interesting. Yeah. Maybe that'll be a pattern for us in the future. I like it. Down. If you're still here and listening to us, do not forget that we're brainstorming a new name for the show. So if you have any ideas, maybe a... um. Maybe a phrase that we say a lot or just a word that encapsulates who you think we are. Or the vibe of the podcast. Yeah. The vibe where we're, I haven't spent that much time Something more about concise it. than what we currently have. Would, yeah. With all those other things. I was uh, doing some deep diving into my Microsoft 365 apps that I get. Uh-huh. <laughs> And one of them was a CRM and I was messing around with it and they gave you a fake business mm-hmm. as the, to, to be able to play around with the, the mod, the template for the CRM. And yeah. The, like Acme. The fake, something. yeah. The fake business name was Cronus. I thought that's an interesting name. Okay. It's like some sort of Greek God of some it sounds some like sort. a Greek God. Yeah. And I was like, that could be the name of the podcast. Cronus. So yeah, we should we we need to start thinking about that would be an interesting way to think about a name is like are there any like fables or folklore that mm-hmm. pertain to kind of like two guys talking about life, I yeah. guess. <laughs> I yeah, totally. I there's got to be something that would be a cool a name simple. I mean Nike, that's what Nike is. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly not a new uh, way to come up with a name. We'll keep brainstorming. Maybe there was like an ancient uh, ancient group of guys that used to talk in public for and like you, I guess like debates would have been one, but it, we're not really debating anything. No. Uh, yeah. All right. Adios. Bye. <laughs>